Hey everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of Party Chat with the Tomball Library. I am Lloyd, I am one of your co-hosts for this podcast, and I'm here joined by three of my co-workers, your other co-hosts. Um, we're going to go ahead and real quick talk about what we're going to be doing today. Um, the first thing though is probably introducing ourselves. So I'm not going to take the whole spotlight, we're going to go around the table this way. Why don't we start with you? Hi, my name is Elizabeth. I'm a librarian here at the Tomball Library. What I'm doing right now primarily is making awesome videos for you guys to watch about the stuff that I love, which right now is mainly movies. I do a movie recommendation program called Screenshots, and I also love to cook which I do in my Baking is Making program, and you can watch both of those on our Facebook page. And I also love both podcasts and gaming, so I'm very excited to be doing this with Lloyd and the rest of the team. Awesome, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this is gonna be a crazy uh, new experience for me. The last time I podcasted was 2005, and I ate a stick of butter live on audio. Uh, we're not going to be doing that, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, just spoiler alert. No, we're not going to be doing that. And, and that is the voice of uh, one of our other co-hosts here. Uh, uh, hi, everyone. My name is Jay. I'm the uh, manager for the awesome adult services team here at the Tomball Library. Um, I don't actually do any of the programming here. I just kind of uh, keep everything on, on track as much as I can. I've been gaming for a long time, and I'm really excited to get into this sort of experiment experiment with uh, with podcasting. Awesome. Thank you so much. And last. Hi, I am Becky. I'm the young adult librarian here at the Tomball Library. And I am uh, relatively new to the library. And I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's plenty. She's our new YA librarian. She's, uh, she's working on some cool programs here. That's so. right. And once again, my name is Lloyd. Um, I'm actually one of the main people that work in the innovation lab here. So I'm doing a lot of the tech programs. You may have seen me in Lab Rats. You may have seen me in a bunch of other weird HCBL videos. Um, but I'm here because I too enjoy gaming in its many different forms. And I think that's maybe what we should talk about next is like, what forms of gaming do we like? What, why are we doing this? You know, like, why did we all come together to do this podcast? It's because we enjoy games of different types, so let's maybe talk about that. Um, Elizabeth, what sort of games do you like to play? So I basically only play console games. Um, I've only had a gaming PC for the past couple of years, and it's still not something I'm super comfortable with. I grew up with consoles. They're what I mainly enjoy playing games on. Um, and so I've got most of them at this point. I've got a Switch, which is definitely my favorite at the moment, a PS4, an Xbox 360, and a PS2, which I stand by is the greatest console of all time. What about you, Jake? Well, I take slight issue with the PS2 on the king of the hill here because for me, it's the NES, the old school NES, which is where I started gaming back in, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was 1989 is when I first got into gaming. Um, so I've, I've 
kind of gotten it from not the very very beginning of gaming certainly there was stuff before then but but uh, the old school you know blow in the cartridge to make it work um you know jam your thumb on the two button controller <laughs> nes uh so that was kind of where i got started i've mostly been playing consoles kind of like elizabeth uh, but recently i've been getting more into the pc side of things and also tabletop i didn't i didn't really grow up with tabletop gaming very much but um that's been a recent thing that i've been getting more and more into so i'm, I'm excited to kind of explore a little bit outside of just the normal sort of uh you know playstation playstation 2 and so on uh world so all right so i grew up with two brothers and we played a lot of games uh i remember the sega mega drive was the first console that we had i believe that's called the sega Genesis. <laughs> I knew I would forget that, so I wrote it down um, in the US. Um, and then the PS2, I'm with you, Elizabeth. Um, so many of my favorite games were played on there. Um, GTA, San Andreas was one of my favorites, and SSX Tricky, which I spoke to you about, Jay. Um, but lately, I just play a lot of tabletop games. Um, I use a lot of online simulators, and I often play against myself <laughs> and I have no shame. No shame. Hey, I mean, anywhere you can get it. If it's a computer, it's fine, you know? Yeah, but I'm, I'm similar to you. I, I started it in, um, gosh, I got to think back. It was a, it was definitely on the Genesis. That's what I had hit at my house. We were not in a Nintendo family. I don't know why, um, <laughs> but my family was like, you can get this one because it's cheaper, I think is the, the major yeah. reason. So I had a Sega Genesis started with Sonic, and uh, from there it was uh, a crazy climb through all the consoles, the, the handhelds, had a Game Boy, you know, played Pokemon that was like, my big RPG intro, and that's a weird one to start with. Um, but since then, I've moved over to a PC. I've become a primarily a PC gamer, so I usually um, will be playing like an MMO or something there, or any major release title will be on that. But I also still do some mobile. Um, when Pokemon Go was out, I beta tested for that here in the area. I played a lot of Ingress, uh, a lot of AR games, and then in like, you know, your basic mobile games everyone's played candy crush at least once right so and then in terms of yeah unfortunately in terms of tabletop i've done like you know i always go to the uh the local uh game shops here like uh, comics cafe is the new one um but there used to be another one uh in the same shopping center they're now gone unfortunately um eight dimension comics down on a uh, 290 or not 290 it was barker down there um jeremy was Pretty cool guy, him and his wife there on that store. And uh, Dragon's Lair, just down 249 here. They're actually really cool. Um, so we would go there. I play Magic. I play Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, all the card games. Yeah, that's a great them. place. That's where I've gotten a lot of my tabletop stuff yeah. is Dragon's Lair. It's a fantastic, fantastic store. It's like the only tabletop store I've seen with chains. Like, they have four locations in Texas. I was yeah. like, what? You... You're like branching out. That's crazy. <laughs> like usually these things die. What are you doing? But no, they got it. They got it down pat. They know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I, I've had a lot of weird experience. And of course, Dungeons and Dragons. Right now, okay, that's something I have to ask. Who here is? I know you've played Jay because mm -hmm. we talked about it. You guys. Never. No. Always wanted to. You have. I have. I've actually Good. played that's great. multiple different kinds. Awesome. It. So I played five E. 
Um, and I also played the uh, deeply shameful D&D knockoff set in fantasy Japan, which is uh, Legend of the Five Rings. Rings. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, that one's fine. There's nothing to be ashamed of with that. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you were not present during <laughs> <laughs> But you, you haven't played it? Sadly not. I've okay. always wanted to, but... Okay, Jay, here we go. Next podcast idea, a live play with... Okay. <laughs> there we go. We get everyone in here. Oh boy, we roll up some characters. I have a character that I deeply want to roll, so... Okay. That's but, funny, though, because, you know, I didn't grow up playing Dungeons & Dragons, but only recently have got into it, but my librarian brain just takes me down the rabbit You know, when, yeah. I, when you first <laughs> yeah. get into it, I have to read everything, yeah. I have to make all yeah. the notes, I have the, to explore to the nth degree, and so... It is the perfect game for book hoarders. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's one of the, it's funny because when you dig into it hard enough that you I almost feel like I've been playing it all my life even though I haven't because just my I'm just wired in such a way where I have to go I have to find out everything I have to read everything um, even though technically speaking I'm still pretty new to it myself but I do the same thing although I think mine's driven by like a crazy case of um, ADHD oh. like I go into <laughs> it and then I find out like everything I can and then I drop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but D&D's been something that I've actually kept with simply because I got a bunch of friends who play. Uh, so it's it's actually been one that I've stuck with for oh god, I don't want to think about it. 3.5. I think that's when I started. At least 10 years, mm-hmm. something wow. like that. Yeah. Well, you're lucky. One of my issues is that Nobody I know, really, apart from my own brothers, um, are into gaming in any capacity. So it's, again, that's why I play by myself. <laughs> See, we just got to get you in on these, like, the, we'll make a work group, and then we'll just all play games together. Yeah. Now that sounds fun. Yeah. It's actually something that we did before we closed. There was a, um, it was something that I would run. It was a Thursday night, uh, once a month. We'd do a board game night for adults. It was an adult-focused program. And, you know... Obviously, right now, during these times, we can't do an open thing. But one of the things that you showed me was the, uh, was it Tabletopia? Tabletopia. Yeah. And I, I'm used to other virtual tabletop sims, but Tabletopia is all in browser, so you can play with like up to three or four people all within your browser. You don't need to have a separate program. So Tabletop Simulator is like, you got to own it, and then you got to install a mod. Mm-hmm. This is, they take care of everything, and yeah. it's actually pretty awesome. So. Does it do the math for you? I believe it must Sold. because I can't do math and <laughs> so, so if you're rolling a dice I, I, in all honesty I haven't tried but I'm assuming that that will have some pop up there's a chat feature so I'm sure it can output to chat yeah. um, we'll have to try that but that's an idea for um, something that we could do here and try and get some other people in just because you know tabletop gaming is a very social activity and it requires people to be in not really possible too much right now. So. Yeah, but the virtual world, you know, you can, you know, there are options if you want to play sort of remotely. You know, uh, me and the group that I play with, we tried to do it for a while, although it didn't work out as well as we had planned because I don't trust the computer to roll my dice for me. Because <laughs> in all the weeks we played, I don't think I, I don't think I rolled. My warlock couldn't hit anything because he, because he would, I couldn't roll anything above a twelve electronically. So I'm a little, I'm a little on the fence about about uh, uh-huh. that. I'll, I'll just do it old school. <laughs> Something else that we haven't really touched on, but you brought up with the PS2 generation thing. What is your favorite game 
So, my favorite game is actually not for the PS2. It was for a very long time. My favorite game was Final Fantasy X, which was for the PS2. But that got uh, usurped by Near Gestalt, which I played on the Xbox 360, um, which is just known in the U.S. as Near. It's the first game in the franchise that Near Automata is part of. Right. Um, but it's a long story. I won't get into the lore. That'll be another episode. That's, that's a series of episodes. Deep dives. I'm lost oh, already. don't. Please don't ask me to do that. I will. Um, but yeah, so that is my favorite game. And it's actually getting a remake slash remaster for the PS4 early next year. So that is deeply exciting. Awesome. Yeah, so I've I've only known of, well, I've heard of uh, the Nier series, and I know Automata is, like, widely regarded as this awesome game. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves the multiple endings. Mm -hmm. Never played it, so I can't really. (laughs) Do it. I'm I'm stuck trying to click through Witcher right now. That's fair. (laughs) I'm just like, this is just the original two, not the third one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you're you're really in there. That's when Geralt was still ugly. Yes. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't beautiful like in the third. And he definitely wasn't Henry Cavill. Is that oh, Henry Yes, Cavill. it is yeah. Henry yeah. Cavill. Yeah, he definitely didn't look like that. Yeah. What about you, Jay? What's yours? Uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely changed over the years, kinda like with Elizabeth what Elizabeth said, you know, you you have one for a while then that gets knocked off by something else. I think probably my favorite game would be um, a PlayStation 1 game called Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, which I think I think I've probably played other games for more hours than that, but I have played that game to completion more times, like started over from scratch and 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 played it. It was the first sort of you know in the in the world of Metroidvanias that mm-hmm. kind of came out it really set that template and something about the art style I'm a really I'm a big fan of really really intricate pixel art and of course the music was phenomenal and all that so it for me that one was really kind of a that was sort of the transition for me but playing you know just silly Mario games and stuff beforehand not silly but but more casual more you know yeah uh, games to being more like oh this is a real like you can really get artistic and you can really do a lot of really uh you know neat stuff with art and music and uh, things like that so yeah that's so yeah symphony of the night was definitely my number one that was your your top pick awesome yeah i will go with i think i mentioned this earlier um ssx tricking because (laughs) (laughs) i just have the best memories of playing that game and i think i've already said this as well but I always beat my brothers and everybody at that game. <laughs> so I remember thinking, you know, just thinking, yeah, I'm really good at this game. So that holds the fondest memories. What about like tabletop games? Do you guys have like a favorite for that? I'll, I'll do mine later. Yeah, I would say um, probably Catan uh, that I play online. There's always the joke that's going to be made. I know it's going to pop up somewhere in a comment section to this from someone. So I'm going to cut it right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I've only just recently get into tabletop. You know, D&D 5e is, is kind of where, where I'm at at the moment. Although I have played Go, the game Go, 
with the you know with the black and white pieces. I've played that for a long time, which is uh, not exactly a tabletop game, but certainly it's played on. It is. You play yeah. it on a table and it's a board, so I'm gonna say it counts. Um, yeah. So maybe not my favorite, but of of the two, D and D and Go, those are sort of my my two that I've played. Okay. Yeah, so I am a big fan of Catan as well, but I think probably my favorite, I'm bad at math and I'm also not very competitive, so I like games where you have to kind of use your linguistic abilities to succeed, so I'm a big fan of this card game called Super Fight, I don't know if you've heard about it. So it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity. You draw like a prompt card, and then you get a card that has a superpower on it and another card that has a modifier. And you have to argue why your superhero that you make with those cards would beat your opponent's superhero. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, um, it's probably the only card game I've ever played that allows me to use my English degree, uh, aside (laughs) from the inherent uh, storytelling and role-playing aspects of like D&D or something like that. So, very fun. I would recommend. Definitely. I'm a big fan of the the vast majority of those like prompt ones Mm -hmm. as well. Cards Against Humanity is obviously amazing, um, but in terms of tabletop overall, it's definitely uh, Dungeons & Dragons or any role-playing game, simply because, like with the prompt thing, it lets you create a narrative, and you're doing it collaboratively, and it's super fun to like also mess with the person trying to hold the story together with bits and string and little staples. They're trying to keep you all on track, and you're like, I want to murder that person. <laughs> like, hold on, I thought you were a good aligned character. Dungeons & Dragons is... Um, absolutely my favorite tabletop and then uh, in terms of video game it's actually the the pokemon series as weird as it is it's it's been with me since i was a little kid and i think uh, the last one was the only one i didn't get because it started to go weird for me but i love pokemon do you yeah grew up playing it on the game boy awesome and we would just like act out pokemon me and my brother <laughs> like whenever we'd go on vacation we'd just like go off and be like see ya and then just like pretend we were different pokemon and yeah yeah uh, blue was actually the first video game i ever played really oh. yeah uh, i broke my arm the summer i turned five i think and when you're five you only just want to like go swimming and roll around in the mud and get ticks and stuff so to placate me my mother gave me my brother's old game boy which had blue and a couple of other games but this was the 90s so he had game sharked it mm-hmm. so like it had all of the like illegal pokemon like it had uh missing no and it had mewtwo and like it broke the level cap and that was uh that was a deeply formative experience for me <laughs> You know, Pokemon is sort of like a perfect storm of a video game, especially if you're younger, because it's bright, it's bright and colorful, and it's got the um, the collecting aspect. So if you're into like the completionist thing of games, it hits you, it hits you squarely right where you live, 
I never got into Pokemon per se, but my son is very into it now, so he's starting to get into little to gaming here and there, and Pokemon has definitely been one of those that he's sort of laser-focused on. So, mm. yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. It really hits that, like, that itch, like you mm-hmm. said, to collect, and I think that's why I have so many problems with collectible games now. Mm-hmm. It's because of Pokemon. <laughs> it set me up. I have to have the set. Oh, and now I'm an adult with income, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> no, I should not. <laughs> yeah. It was a really weird... Um, weird perfect storm like you said it's become super popular what about gaming in general other than like you you'd mentioned uh working with your degree like being able to actually use mm-hmm. that is there other things about gaming that drove you to it like yeah absolutely so i would say i'm drawn to video games for the same reason i'm drawn to books or to movies I like anything that can build a compelling narrative or make an interesting world with interesting characters. And because of that, the video games I like are usually story-driven. I'm a big fan of JRPGs, which is, for anyone who isn't familiar with the term, just role-playing games coming out of Japan. I don't know why Japan is kind of the go-to place for super high-concept, (laughs) narrative-driven video games, but they are. Um, And most of my favorite video games are in that genre. Um, it's, It's a really immersive way to interact with a story, because when you read a book or you watch a movie, you're kind of a passive observer of what's happening. But when you play a video game, you have this extra level of investment in what's happening. Um, For example, I've recently been playing Hades on the Switch, and I have been having, like, heart palpitations. (laughs) I'm just so invested in everything that's happening to these characters because I am directly impacting their lives. So even though, you know, Hades might not necessarily be like a Stanley Kubrick film in level of quality of narrative or construction, it's just such an immersive way of uh, really empathizing with a story. And I think that's such a unique way to encounter a narrative. And that's, that's really why I love video games. But I also love stuff like Pokemon that's not necessarily as narrative-driven. Not um, at all. <laughs> no, but you do have this very distinctive world, mm-hmm. and you get very invested in it. Yeah. So it's it's really the same reason why I love anything else that I love, and it's the same reason why I became a librarian, really. I love these things. I want other people to love these things, and I want to facilitate them loving these things. And... That's why we're here. That's awesome. All right, Jay, follow up. <laughs> you well, beat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, yeah, well, I'll, I'll echo everything that Elizabeth just said because I think I think she was spot on, spot on about about video games as a unique um, as a unique sort of art form. I think for me, what I really like about games is is um, you know the ability to really have a unique style to them, whether that's visually or storytelling or something like that there's such a wide variety of games so if you want if you want something dark and gritty like a silent hill kind of series or if you want something big and colorful like a like a pokemon or something like that 
there's something there that's going to click for you. And, and so um, that's kind of what I love about gaming is that whatever your mood is, even if you, or uh, whatever your preferences are, there's something there that you can engage with. Um, and I also like the, I really love the problem solving aspect of games where it's sort of, you know, the narrative is great and the style is great and everything, but I love being presented with a world that's, you know, you have a goal and you have some obstacles and you've got this system that you've got to figure out and um, the process of sort of working through a game and finding all the little tricks and the narr- the, the tricks and the um, uh, efficient ways to do things and all that kind of stuff. That's That, that really um, is fun for me to sort of pick apart the mechanics of a game in that way, so... Yeah, um, I'll kind of go off what Jay said as well with the problem-solving aspect. For me, there are sort of two kinds of games, and there's the kind that, um, you know, and this doesn't just have to be ones that involve logic, but um, the games that you feel satisfied after you play. Because even SSX Tricky made me feel like, hey, I'm good at this. So, you know, there's that side of it. And then there's the games that, for me, I just play purely to be immersed in a different world. So, like, obviously Pokemon. Um, I used to play a lot of uh, The Sims and uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. So, in a way, I like to interact with these worlds and be able to change them. I actually play Roblox too, which is kind of embarrassing, but I like that um, that feeling of just, yeah, just getting lost in something. Absolutely. That that ties into my reasoning too. Is It's like what everyone here was saying, the, the ability to sort of escape and go into a very, like either finely crafted or just a whole new experience. At least for me, I, I'm always one who enjoys, uh, like I have a hierarchy of things I look for in a game and number one is usually a very well-built world because if it's just like slapdash i'm sort of going well you know i i guess that's cool uh but then you have things that are breaking your own world like logic that you set up in previous scenes and you're sitting there going "Mm, can't just say magic on that one hold on uh i like i like something that has well-defined rules and then the other one is a very good narrative the the one that i always feel fell flat was mass effect 3 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Lloyd, you and I have gone down, we've gotten into the weeds on the Mass Effect series yeah. before. Um, the, the, the sharp sharp fall from grace uh, that that series experienced was was uh, sad to see. Yeah, yeah. so that one, uh, was, I was one of the ones who were like, uh, they need to take this one back and try again. But, you know, that's the other thing, games are art. It's a consumer product and it's also art. It's really hard to to fight for um, changes like that when it's like, well, this is someone's idea of how it should be. Deal with it. And that's understandable. But yeah, it's uh, world building and then story and then after that it's gameplay elements. So I don't really care too much about like solving a problem or getting a high score. It's experiencing that world and getting to know maybe like characters within it and their stories and stuff like that. Which is why D&D speaks to me so much because we can just create so many different things. Some of those are crazy funny. Some of those are um, really serious and it's it's one of the things that I really like about playing games. What are we doing with this podcast specifically? Uh, for me specifically, I, I like to talk about these different game aspects. Uh, you know, these are usually conversations that I'd have with maybe you guys one-on-one. And it's also like something that a lot of the world at large would like to either listen to or participate in in some ways. So I think bringing a podcast to it is something that's worthwhile. What about you guys? 
Is there things that you guys look to cover that you want to try and talk about in the future? Yeah, so um, kind of like what Becky said earlier, I really love video games, but I don't have a ton of people to talk about them with. My boyfriend is a very hardcore gamer, but we like very different games. So he is not interested in like, you know, super narrative driven stuff. He likes fighting games. He likes things with, you know, high score achievements. And that's that's really not for me. So being able to, you know, connect with other people here in the library about something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and also hopefully connecting with the community at large. Gamers are a deeply passionate bunch as are podcast consumers. So uh, I'm really hoping to do the same thing with this podcast that I'm doing with my other programs, finding people who are really passionate about the things that I'm passionate about and using it as a way to connect. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, for this podcast, we're going to be doing a lot of different things, you know, game reviews or genre spotlights, or I think we talked about doing a, a episode on the wild world of video game movies and oh, how yes. that's been uh, a blight on the world, uh, guilty pleasure games, you know, all sorts of things that we've been thinking about. So, you know, the world of gaming is so large and it's got so many facets to it, whether it's um, tabletop or video games or traditional games or whatever it is I think I think we have a lot to cover and I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing y'all's thoughts on it and getting some like Elizabeth said some different perspectives on things that is such a universal hobby but it's uh, it's fun to see kind of how other people approach um, a medium that all of us can get really invested in so so that's what I'm looking forward to uh, for the podcast for sure absolutely yeah, I feel the same way. I'd like to learn more about different games that I don't know anything about. And um, also just as a way to connect um, with the young adult community here at the library and just to sort of say, you know, it's okay if you don't necessarily have the latest games console or know every game under the sun. You can still talk about these things and there's still a community that, you know, you can be a part of. Yeah. Uh, I know, um, you know, that's always a big point for a lot of the way is like you talked about, talk about what sort of games they're into and they'll, they'll talk your ears off and it's amazing to, to hear what they're playing and see what sort of sparks them. Um, cause we all have like different, different likes, different drives. And it's interesting to take someone else's point of view, which is what this podcast will hopefully help us do is like you said, get different perspectives on things that we all should have in common in terms of like our entertainment medium here. Although um, when we get into uh, video game movies, I'm gonna probably be the the hot take guy. So just <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for that one, folks. That's gonna be a wild ride. And I think we should t- say too that we definitely want to look for uh, some feedback from the listeners too. Um, so if you guys have a suggestion or something you would like us to cover, or you you um, favorite game or a favorite genre that you'd like to hear us talk about please let us know uh we'll put the 
our email in the show notes where if you want to reach out to us, we're definitely looking out for any kind of topics that you guys would love to have us cover. Yeah. And also uh, you can reach out to us in uh, other methods as well. So like our Twitter, our Tomball Twitter at Tomball Library, our Facebook uh, at Tomball Library again, or even on our, our Discord currently, which we'll, we'll put all those links there. And on YouTube, you can go see all the cool things that we've been putting out, like your video reviews, your baking is making me burning paper in the lab um, <laughs> is cardboard. It was only a little fire, I swear. It was probably, it's fine. Are you the reason why the fire department came out, Lord? Um, I cannot comment uh, or confirm nor deny that the fire may have been started by me on Monday. No, uh, it was not. But yeah, you can check out all the things that we have going on uh, in the Tumble Library at those uh, different things. So please reach out to us, leave a comment, uh, leave a like, on our uh, podcast here when it goes live subscribe to us you can hear this great voice sometimes uh, hopefully not all the time because i'm very annoying to listen to i get that <laughs> but uh, you can hear us talk about uh, video games and um, you'll probably hear about other things that we have going on in the library here we're going to be promoting those things uh, during this as well so please guys reach out to us let us know what you like uh, what do you want to hear about let us know how you think we're doing and thanks for tuning in all right, thank you. Yeah, awesome. All right, All right we'll fun. see you next time. Okay, guys. Subscribe. Oh, no. <laughs> Smash that like and subscribe. Hit that bell Gotta notification. I know that you're here. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, thanks so much for being here for this uh, first episode. We're going to um, keep working on this going forward, too. So if there's any like weirdness to it, we're going to work it out and try and make it uh, better and better as time goes on. So thank you guys so much for stopping in, and we will see you guys again. and young adults. Grow With Google has partnered with the Tomball Library to deliver a series of tech-based workshops on Tuesdays at 4.30pm for the month of November. Google's Applied Digital Skills Workshops are designed to help young adults learn the practical digital skills needed for the jobs of today and tomorrow. Join us Tuesdays at 4.30pm. Registration is required. Please go to the Tomball events page on hcpl.net to register. See the show notes for further information. Are you looking to play some games, socialize with others, and make new friends? Come join us on the Tomball Library Discord channel for Jackbox Fridays, every Friday at 3 p.m. Check the show notes for details.